This is the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our mission is to connect people to the outdoors, to each other, and to themselves. I'm your host, Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. And I'm Ben Brandell, your fellow adventurer and outdoor expert. We're here to tell stories, share our experiences, and be your friends as we seek to deepen our relationship with God the Creator. Every episode, we'll share stories and practical tips to enhance your outdoor experiences, whether it's hiking, hunting, fishing, or simply finding a quiet spot to listen to God. We've got you covered. So whether you're a seasoned outdoorsman or just getting started, the Men to Be Outdoors podcast is here to help you be more confident and confident. Subscribe now and let's make every outdoor moment count. Welcome back to another episode of the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben. And in today's episode, we're going to be discussing wise old men. Now, does that mean we're calling ourselves wise old men? No, absolutely not. <laughs> we, we might be getting old, but not so much on the wise part. But we do want to discuss uh, kind of the, the information age and how wise old men used to be sought for that. And maybe technology might be the source of that now. Uh, before we dive into all of that, we do want to give thanks. I'm giving thanks to Jesus today for sending snow to us yesterday. We got to uh, uh, we got five inches where I live, and that was enough to man do build snowmans, uh, snowball fights, and sledding. And me and my kids had a blast, and I'm thankful we got to spend time together to do that. Snowmans, not snowmans. Is that what I said? Snowmans. <laughs> I built snow, a snowman. Snowman or snowman <laughs> would be the. Oh, he wasn't wise, <laughs> but his. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess we built a snow man. Man, yeah. one. Just one. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, we also built a snowman, so we guess if you had ours and yours, it would be snowmans. Sure. No, snowmen. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, really cool uh, experience. Got to hang with my boys and play in the snow all day, but what was so awesome about it was the last few snows we've had, it has been brutally cold, like yeah. negative wind chills. Uh, actual temperatures around zero or negative themselves. And we've been able to go out and play, but it's tough. My youngest is two, and that's that's really hard on a youngster, even if you have the right gear. This snow was actually falling and snowing all day, actually while it was above freezing. Mm-hmm. At one point yesterday, we played outside for two hours, sledding, snowballs, doing all the snow stuff. It was 40 degrees outside. We were hot. We were hot. It was kind of a sloppy mess, but... With five or six inches of snow, you're still able to play, and it was just really cool because you were comfortable and enjoying the snow. So it, it was beautiful. It was a blessing. Uh, what I am so thankful for um, is my wife, and in particular, how hard she works. Meant to be outdoors, uh, you know, it was a big leap for us to start, and yes. uh, our wives have had to carry the really the the brunt of the financial burden for for a few years now, and how hard that my wife works um, to keep us supported. She's so smart and educated and so good at what she does um, to give me the freedom to be able to say, you know what, I'm passionate about spending time and being a father with my sons and being outdoors sledding when it snows. So for me to be able on a weekday say, you know what, kids, you are staying home with me and we are going to be together, father and sons, outdoors. It's irreplaceable. There's no value to be put on that. And I'm just so thankful for her sacrifice. Amen to that. Yeah, yes. it, it is It is a, a really good opportunity that you and I have been blessed with. Uh, times always change, and, and so that, that may be changing soon, but right now, sure, sure thankful for all the times and memories that we're getting to make. Yes, um, speaking of time, that's kind of our topic today. 
Time spent on this earth does bring knowledge and wisdom. We probably need to spend a little time dissecting what the difference between knowledge and wisdom, knowledge, information, wisdom, kind of all used interchangeably in the English language, and it's kind of hard to sometimes discern. There's another word for you on this topic. What, When someone's speaking to you, what do they really mean? Do they really mean information? Do they really mean wisdom? Uh, do you want to kind of get into what the difference is, or why, why are we even talking about this today? Yeah, let me talk about knowledge and then kick some wisdom to him, Brian. Um, you know, when watching YouTube, uh, I've been spending a lot of time on YouTube really watching videos by Man, so many different people. Um, but the word currently now is science. And science is what people are are throwing out as the new uh, knowledge yeah. or wisdom. Yeah. And so, you know, what the science says, which we've we've talked about that in, in the past. Bo- sometimes bordering on a god, though. It is. And, and like I said, we've talked about that. We kind of dug into yeah. that. But, you know, why I'm sharing that is people are like, well, the science, the science isn't there. And it's it, we've kind of moved this... Uh, what we consider like the almighty knowledgeable truth thing, you know, is the word science. And so kind of backing that up and and really looking at what is knowledge, um, you know, science is knowledge. And it's through the study of whatever you want it to be, but it's the study of. And to me, it's the experience within it as well. It's the experience of finding uh, information uh, within whatever it is you're studying. And from that, comes knowledge. Yeah. You know, wisdom on the other hand though for me is is different. I I don't think wisdom um you know I can know something about you Brian but it may not be true. It's just really through my perspective. Right. And not to to go deep into that but I think that's where I want to bring up right now is um we have to be careful about our own perspective. A perspective is really from the point of view that where you're at. You know, if you are on top of a mountain, you can see the whole city in the bottom. You can see the whole valley. But when you're down on the bottom, you really can't see the whole city. Mm-hmm. Just what's around you. And so that perspective really impacts through your perception, your perceptions, all your senses of how you're taking it in, your sight, your hearing, your smell, um, your taste, everything that's, that's happening there. And even though you're obtaining that information, it could be giving you knowledge, but it's also how you're taking it. could be false. Right, how you're internalizing. How you're internalizing, right. And so to me, wisdom is the separation of knowledge that is true. So no longer is it false because you have the wisdom to to discern um, the truth within that. And that's, that's, from from my perspective, that's... That's how I would. What do you want to add to that, well, though? I, I want to talk a little bit on on the the you brought up knowledge and wisdom um, and kind of science and how that all blends together. And I it made me think, and I, I didn't plan to share this, but I am going to share. It. I'm not going to name any names. Okay. I went to Missouri State University. So did I. For undergrad, <laughs> me and too. And my undergrad is in biology. Right. Now to earn that degree. I had to take a course in evolution. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the professor is retired now. That's This is where I won't name names. If you want to go back and, and look when I was there and find all that, you can. Um, but he was what many considered a wise old man. Yes. Now, as a young Christian, meaning uh, at that point in time, I'd only been a Christian for 
two and a half or three years. New to my faith. Uh, very strong. Uh, you know, when you take Gallup strengths, my number one that comes up is belief. Like, I'm very strong in, like, no, I believe what I believe in. That's that. Like yes, that. That's true. And, and then there's, there's strengths and weaknesses in that, obviously. Yeah. But being very strong-willed in what I believed and passionate about uh, my newfound relationship with Jesus, I was angry that I had to take this class. And my stand was, you know what? I'm going to show up on the first day. I'm going to feel it out, see what I have to do, get the book. Maybe I'll just show up for the four tests pass the class and, and get out of it. That was going to be my stand. Like, you know what? I'll, I'll pass this class, but I'm not going to take anything away from it. Well, on the first day, he was going into evolution and this and that, and he was making some pretty brash and bold statements about Christians. And one of them he made that really just kind of punched me right in the gut was punch. Yeah. he said, I would never go to a doctor who was a Christian. Now, my doctor at the time was a Christian, and in my mind, I'm thinking, I only want to go to doctors that are Christian. Mm -hmm. And my reason for that now, like looking back at it later, is this science as knowledge thought, because the Bible says in Proverbs 1, verse 7, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. So if I take that in my deductive mind, I'm going to say, well, if you don't fear the Lord, then you can't have knowledge because you could never start it off. You can't get off the starting block of knowledge if you don't fear the Lord. And if that doesn't happen, then you're a fool because you despise wisdom and instruction. And that's kind of how I felt about my professor. Like he had this kind of haughty, like, I am so wise and so knowledgeable. And in my mind, I was looking at him like, you fool. Now, was I going about it the right way? I was absolutely acting foolish. There was no way he was going to get anything positive about my Lord and Savior with the way I acted. I'll tell you that. I did only show up for the four tests well, and pass the class, but that is what, where I was thinking in my thought process of, of I don't, but let's, yeah, not let's break going to down. a Christian doctor. Right, because now you're moving into maturity and immaturity, Yeah, which we'll talk about that in just a second. But to use your story as an example, um, you obtained knowledge through the information of that class. And see, that's why knowledge isn't necessarily um, right or wrong or healthy or unhealthy because right. you learned in that class what they were teaching as truth for right. the group. I had to answer all the questions on the test about evolution to pass the test and yes. study for that, although I didn't believe it to be true. And to this day, I even more passionately don't believe it to be true. Right, but that is still knowledge that you have because you're going to come across people that believe that very same thing. Right. And that information that they have learned you now have the knowledge over that. Now, from here, as you get the wisdom or you have your wisdom, which we believe it's from God, as, as you obtain that wisdom, now you have that discernment to decide what's right, what's holy and just, right. and what's not. And But then you can use that information. Um, you can learn more about the information to get more knowledge to help you Help other people. I mean, I truly believe that. I think it's why it's important you went through that class, even though you didn't believe it to be true. Mm -hmm. You know, now we get into maturity and immaturity. Um, you know, as Christians, um, as non-Christians, there is maturity and immaturity that takes place. Um, when I looked up the definition of what an adult is, um, an adult says fully grown or developed. And then when I looked up the definition of maturity, it said fully developed. 
I mean, they were both like, yeah. it was really kind of the same thing. So then I looked up what is the definition of a child and it's really below the age of puberty. That's what's, that's the definition of a child. So when I looked up what immaturity was, it is um, not fully developed. <laughs> so uh, there's some there's information some, for you yeah, there. There's some sh- subjectivity, <laughs> I would say. But, that. you know, within that, when I, <clears throat> when I'm trying to look at the immaturity, maturity, a child or an adult, you know, even through our walk, um, we can still be children, even though we're in the age of fully developed by definition right. as an adult, but we're yeah. still living childlike. And to me, that's that immaturity. And so even as Christians, even though we have the knowledge, we are getting the wisdom, we could perhaps still be immature and not doing what we should be doing, even though we have that wisdom. Did you look up before we started here, the like what Webster Dictionary says, like the secular We'll call it the secular, just mainstream definition of, of knowledge and wisdom are. I have not. Because I'm kind of curious, like, is there a dichotomy there? Or, or does that oppose what what Scripture says? And if you'll look that up for me, I'll share what Scripture says, and, the, and yep, then maybe by then you'll, you'll have uh, knowledge and wisdom. Uh, I guess use Webster or whatever, whatever yep. one you usually use to, for sharing definitions. But what the Bible, if you, if you read through Proverbs, which... <laughs> The book of Proverbs 1 through 31, like the, the entire thing is about gaining wisdom, knowledge, and understanding and the relationship with each other and how to gain them. And and to gain wisdom, basically it says, ask the Lord. You ask for it, he's going to give it to you. Um, maybe that may be through a wise old man. Maybe that be maybe through an experience, or maybe he just may divinely put it in your mind and heart. I don't know. Probably all of those ways, depending on how he needs it. But to kind of surmise what the book of Proverbs, and it mentioned, the Bible mentions wisdom and knowledge several other times in other books. To, to summarize all of that, basically, they're very closely related, but knowledge tends to focus on the understanding of the world and oneself. And then wisdom is going to really be more like a skill of applying all of that knowledge, like applying it rightly, not just applying it, but a, applying it rightly and rightly being basically holiness in a godly way. Yeah, no, that's good. I'm, I looked up the definitions here to separate. So this is from Merriam-Webster. Knowledge um, is the fact or condition of knowing something with familiar, familiar, I can't say the word, familiarity, familiarity, whew, thank you, gained through experience or association. Hmm. Then you get into wisdom. Wisdom is the ability to discern inner qualities and relationships. So it goes on to say insight is wisdom. Um, so not not so much a skill focus there on wisdom, and I still feel like some subjectivity there in their definition of knowledge because they're calling it facts, but again, based on what truth. Like facts have to be based on a truth. So still some subjectivity there, I believe, yeah. in, in knowledge and kind of goes down to that science route that you're talking about where people say science says. but Right. You know, I think for, for this podcast, we're really getting into the the old wise man. And now that we've kind of given some definitions to what is wise, right? And, and there's more to be covered there. But growing up, I looked to really anyone that was older than me at the time. So if I'd have been five, then it, it could have been a 10-year-old. When I was 10, it could have been someone that's 15, right. you know? So what does it mean to be a wise old man? And me being at the age I am, I get this this 
image in my mind when I say wise, wise old man. It's it's the long, <laughs> the long gray white haired man with the big beard, but not the wizard. I was gonna say a wizard. Not the wizard. No, see, everybody thinks oh wizard. No, I'm just saying like <laughs> the. Uh, Maybe perhaps how John the Baptist would have been like he lived in the wild yeah. and just this wild old <clears throat> man. Um, that's that's kind of that image I get at first, but then when I when I come back to my reality of where I live, my experiences, um, usually when I am trying to seek out wisdom through an old man, I'm 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 today looking for a man that has experienced a lot of things through the lens of Christianity. And if it is a Christian man that has those life experiences, that is the type of man that I am trying to seek out for wisdom, the wise old right. man. That's that's what I want. And what's, what's well, I don't know if it's funny, but there have been men in my life that I have approached thinking that and in conversation and in discussion, and, and they're quickly going to tell you, well, <laughs> I'm not wise. Right. And there's there, wisdom in there's that. There's a humbleness that comes with yes. the wisdom that they have. Yeah. Because they don't have all the answers. Right. They don't. If they did, I there would be God, right? Yeah. So Well, well what what's something that maybe in your life that you have learned from an old man? And let, let's look at it through this perspective. Right now, today, mm-hmm. you can think of a skill. Um well, let's say wood carving. You wanted to carve something for your wife for Valentine's Day. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day as we, as we sit and record this. You want to carve something for her, and you're like, well, I don't know even what tools to buy, what wood to buy, and I definitely don't know how to carve wood. You could go online today yes. and watch multiple videos from multiple people that even have the link to order the tools that they're using mm-hmm. and have them at your door probably by tonight or the morning Yes, and go through this process and never actually talk to another person. Mm -hmm. But That's that's crazy, by the way. We are also the age where when we were children or even young teenagers, that was not possible. We would have had to go to someone's grandpa or a father or someone and say, hey, they probably had a shed in the back that was turned into a little wood carving shop. You would have had to go back there and say, hey, can you help me or, or teach me to make something? For my girlfriend in, in junior high, I want yeah. to carve something for her. Yeah. And they would have shared the tools that they had with you, the knowledge, and walked you through this process. Maybe getting to the same end result, I don't know, probably close, but a very different process of getting there. So for you, what is an example of something in your life as a younger fella that an older man had passed that information to you? I guess it, it could be a woman as well. I, I, I'm going to say more times than not, women are gaining that 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 wisdom from women and men are gaining it from men. Not always. There are things to be gained uh, across sex there, yeah. but uh, in general. So well, yeah, and in general, I, I'll I'll give two examples. One first, then with a woman. Like I was raised um, by my mom, and uh, definitely had uh, grandfathers and uncles that really supported me to help me become the man I am today. Um, my grandmother also instilled a lot you know I mean even matter of fact my grandmother has passed down I've asked her for these and both my grandma and mom I want the recipes yeah and I and, <clears throat> and so I have a book of their recipes that they that they make and my wife and I we make them today because we cool. enjoy them and yeah. I if my kids like it then I'm going to pass that down to them and that's something you can't just always google and just well, find 
you you could probably Google a recipe for that thing that you're making, yes. but it would Won't not be, be like, the same. Yes. It would not be the same. Correct. There'll be a one spice or an amount of butter or exactly. some kind of process, and you would get to a similar result, but not the same result. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. And you'll never find the way your grandma cooks it online. You won't find it. No. Impossible. No. Unless, Unless she writes it, writes it down and puts it on there. Unless she does that. Right. right. And exactly. she's not going to do that. No. And then on on the man side, you know, um, the outdoorsman, the, the outdoorsman life, um, you know, whether that be from learning how to milk cows at a young age uh, to then uh, shooting a crow to sucker grabbing. Right. You know, I know that many people may think that's that's worldly. You have this worldly wisdom, perhaps, of skills and and work, um, but you also have the spiritual side of I do think that's a big part of it, but how they go about it, too. Like a, a, a man who follows the Lord, or maybe doesn't. Some, I mean, just learning something the right way and having the right ethics about it. Like, I saw a video the other day. It was a bass tournament, and these guys, the water was low, and so where they were weighing the fish was about 30 yards from the edge of the water. And they were weighing these fish, taking them out of the bag, and throwing them 30 yards back into the lake. And I thought, how awful. Like, if if, if a kid is watching their grandfather do this, now they're passing on that this is how we treat one of our resources. Right. And, and and I'll go ahead and say, as a Christian man, they could have been Christian. Mm-hmm. Christian men do dumb things just as well. They as could be immature. Men. Yeah, they could immature. be immature. Somebody could not have coached them as well. But the whole point of that is gaining the skill, whether it be a worldly skill of grabbing suckers or or crow hunting, but being around men who go about it the right way, ethically, they leave the, the bank better than they found it. They don't leave trash on the bank after they clean their fish. They clean it up for the next person. Being around people who go things about the right way, that is where you really want to be gaining wisdom from wise old men. Yeah, and, you know, as a kid, when I first learned how to – let me use sucker grabbing as an example. And for those that don't know, there's a fish called a sucker. There's yellow and hog nose and, and white and black, or they call them blues sometimes. Yeah. Um, but they come up in the spring um, to lay their eggs. Upstream, and, yeah. And you can basically, you're taking a rod and reel with a hook. You're throwing it out. And when they swim over that hook, you're jerking. Yeah. And big thing here in the Ozone. It is a there, huge there's thing. There's murals here. On, on our yeah. city squares of sucker grabbing. You know, if I'd have lived, uh, if, if I would have been in another family, any of my friends, not only would I don't even know what that is, I don't know if I could go do that today. Right. You know? But just in this one example, like the camaraderie that would take place with the old, well, we'll call them the old wise men, um, you know, my grandpa would take fryers, and once we got done grabbing them, we'd clean them, which those are skills I learned there. I learned how to clean fish. I still do that today without anyone's help. Like, I can clean about any fish I want to. For You've my never family. had to watch a YouTube video. And I never had to watch a YouTube <laughs> video. That's that's very true. Yeah. I just you never have. That's that's right. I yeah. just realized that. You just yeah. Um, but in that, all the other grabbers that were there would come over and eat with us. And it was this time that we didn't know the men. Yeah. You know, today when you go down there, none of that's taking place. It's yeah. all done. It's gone. You don't have this. Everyone gets together and just enjoys that time um, together, and. I do believe that's something we've lost. And not only have we lost some of those experiences, I also believe that we're losing the old wise man. Yeah. 
And and that's really the the topic today. I guess the question we need to answer, like, are we losing the wise old man? Do we still need the wise old man? I love everything outdoors, but I I really love hunting and fishing. Um, And when I started trapping, I got into like, well, how do I skin these animals? How do I flesh them out? What's this process like? Um, And I had just an amazing opportunity to sit down with a what I consider a wise old man. He's good. And at this point in time, there were YouTube videos. Right. And I had watched some of them. And I thought, oh, I could probably do that. And I actually got to sit in the chair across from him, in the chair he sits, and it was literally in a shed where he does this. And he talked through and showed how he does it all the way down to the knives that he used and why the knife that I had stunk and why his was good and why. And and he's explaining these things, but also showing the nuances. And I'm going to tell you the finished product of what he had and the finished product of what I watched on YouTube were different. Mm -hmm. His was better. And all the little nuances that he was showing me right there in person and seeing the scars on his hands and, and just seeing literally how he was holding it over his knee. You don't need that board. You got to like all of these things that I thought I needed and thought I knew he was really kind of putting them, putting them to to bed, putting them to rest because he was like, look, I've done this for 50 years. Here's how you do it all the way down to here is the right tool. Um, And that's how I know how to do it today because of a wise old man, even though I'd watched it on YouTube, when I got around somebody that had put it in practice for decades, it was different and it was better. You know, using your story, um, let's do a hypothetical, um, Let's just say, which we really don't, but let's just say we didn't know this man's faith. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> there is still knowledge to be gained from all older men. I think where I begin to make the separation is, um, am I seeking life change? Am I getting ready to make decisions that's going to impact my life in a big way? Yeah. You know, and at that point, I want to start seeking out the most wise man that I can find in, at that moment, right? And for me personally, it's it's going to be a Christian man. Yeah. When we get into <laughs> outdoor skills and being outdoorsman, um, you may not, it may not be the, the the Christian male in that moment, right? And so I think there's it's important to take whatever it's really your own personal experience that you're walking through right now, your journey with other people, um, hopefully with Christ, and as you're going through this journey. There is so much that can be learned and taken in, whether it's from a Christ follower or not. And I and I just hope people understand that. Like, you need to have discernment when it's when it's making some some really big life choices. And I think it's important to talk to many people. But finding that wise woman, that wise man, um, they're going to teach you what they have experienced. Mm-hmm. You can't get that on. YouTube. You're you're not truly going to get that kind of information and then be able to go go experience it. You're just you're not just had a thought as you talked about that, you know, when you start talking about making a life decision and really wanting to find a wise man. Well, then the question comes, well, how do I know? And the Bible actually gives so God set his church up through Scripture to be led and guided by a group of elders, mm-hmm. right? Right. And the Bible very clearly states the qualifications for an elder in a Christ 
seeking, Bible-believing church? And I think if you can answer those questions, go through that list of qualifications, because it goes through it a couple times. I think it's in Timothy and in Titus of what these qualifications are. If you can start going down that list when seeking a wise old man, does he meet all of these or most of these? And if the answer is yes, then probably that is somebody you want to talk to. And I'll go through a few of them just real quick. They're not quarrelsome, so they're not, they're not ready to fight and battle you and argue with you on everything. They're not arrogant or quick-tempered. You mentioned being humble earlier, how right. a wise man doesn't often say, yes, I am wise. Right. The Bible actually says that if you are wise, let other people say that. Let other people say that, and I think that's a good sign of wisdom. Humility. If you if you yeah. view them as wise and they're going to say, ah, not me, buddy, that's probably a good sign that that's the person you need to be talking to. They are not a lover of money. They are not greedy for gain. I think that's probably another really good sign. Um, are they seeking to get rich? Are they answering your questions through the view of worshiping the God of money? Or are they worshiping Christ and realizing that, as Ecclesiastes says, that it's all for nothing, it's all smoke? Yeah. I think if they have that view, then that's good. Um, not a recent convert. They have been walking with the Lord. They have been walking in a relationship with Jesus for a long time. Mm-hmm. Longer than you probably should should probably be what you're looking for if you're really looking right, for correct. Some great wisdom. Then take a look at their household. Look at their property. Look at the shed that you're walking into. Are there tools in a pile? Are they organized and cleaned? Are they caring for God's church? Are they keeping their children? What are their children like? Are their children submissive to the Lord? Are their children submissive to them? Those are all signs that you can look for to see if the person you are approaching is somebody who has wisdom. You know, that's really good. And I think that's important for when we're seeking how to grow, um, especially closer to to Christ. What does what other man on earth um, in your generation has been, you know, trying to walk that journey? Um, mm-hmm. You know, but I, I truly feel today that with technology, um, well, I hate to share it like this, but you know, you and I, we we go teach kids. And there are usually one to two kids within a group that thinks they know more than their teacher. Right. <clears throat> and so this is kind of where I, I want to be cautious in, in who I am as a, as a man and an individual, especially for my community, is that I don't walk in anywhere with that mindset first because I have in the past, I've walked in thinking I know more than what this person is about to tell me. And it's hindered me. It's, it's not only was, was I incorrect and wrong, um, but I was selfish. Like yeah. I was being, I was putting you, myself. You didn't have the humbleness that, that you were looking for. Right, yeah. exactly. And so I, I want to make for sure that when I am I'm walking into a new place around new people, um, whether they're teaching or, or preaching or, or just having conversation, that I go into it with, there are other people here that have information that I don't know and have experienced things that I haven't, and there's a lot that I can take away yeah. and learn. Because I do feel that today, the generation, our younger generations, aren't seeking out the old wise man. Matter of fact, they may have pushed them away, and that's where my comment come came from of, is the old wise man gone? Like, right. Because you don't have a lot of the younger generation, me included in the beginning when I was younger, I wasn't seeking out. I, I felt like... 
I knew it all. And if I didn't, guess where I could turn to get it? Yeah. Through technology. And I want to yell this from the hilltops that we, it's really why I wanted to, to talk about this today is because we use the word science. We've used knowledge. I've just gave you this understanding that I truly believe kids today aren't seeking the old wise men. These kids today are seeking two letters, and it's called A-I. From this day on, when you listen to this podcast, from this moment on, forever, people have now changed their verbiage to A-I. What is the A-I saying? And when they ask the A-I, the A-I comes out and says, well, wait one moment, let me check my database. You know, it isn't a living being. It's not a human. It hasn't experienced any of these things. All it is going to is a file folder with everyone's information that they've uploaded. And it could be correct. It could be incorrect. I'm going to tell you that based on the biblical definition of wisdom, which actually comes down to being a skill, that AI has 0% skill. Yeah. All it has is knowledge. And it's, like you said, it's pulling from a database. The other night I was at church with my wife. And we were sitting with some of our friends in our life group, and we were listening to, uh, it was a weeknight, it was was kind of a special deal, we were learning about gospel parenting from our pastor. And it was interactive, we had a workbook, and we're we're answering questions, and then we had time to to share with each other. Well, there was kind of a, uh, we read a section out of Deuteronomy, and after we read this section, it was kind of like, what did you get from that? What do you mean from that? Well, when it came time to share, one of the guys in my group, he had like this eloquent university academia level answer. And we kind of all, and he goes, well, that's what chat GDP says. Exactly. And so That's my, AI. For people that don't know, that is what we're referring to is that's, AI. That's yeah. AI. Yep. And then my wife, she works in the medical field. We got home and she was like, she was like, what is this? She's totally out of loop on it. Like, okay. what is this chat GTP? What is, is this the AI everybody's talking about? And I said, yeah. I was like, have you never used it? She's like, no. And I said, ask it a medical question. I said, ask it how to treat, diagnose and treat. And I think she asked it um, the proper, how to diagnose and treat and the right medications for gout. Oh, yeah. And that so be some that gout's been around for right. She years. wanted it to be something yeah. simple. And so she asked it this and it populated and it just kept going and going and going. And she's sitting there reading it and I'm watching her face react. And she was like, it's exactly right. Yeah. She's like, it is right. But she was kind of blown away at that. It was that it was all right there. And then so she looked at me and she goes, so what are colleges doing? What's the point of college? And I was like, there is, I don't know. I was like, they, these kids, they don't I have to do or write anything. They can literally ask a question and get all the information right there like that. And it's original and it's technically it's theirs. I'm going to quote unquote that. Yeah, but we are in a dangerous time. We are, but let me switch, let me switch to the old wise man perspective for a minute. You know, someone that has lots of experience, they're going to quickly identify somebody that truly knows what they're doing or not. If you have to stop and look at a YouTube video before you go do it. That's probably not someone you you're wanting to hire to right to do yeah. this. You, you see what I'm saying? Like most of the time, people that have the experience and knowledge and understanding and, and the wisdom, they can share whatever that thing is that they know. Yeah, if they're watching welding videos in their truck when they pull up to your house, don't let them weld. Yeah, I mean, be cautious <laughs> in that, yeah. right? Or or maybe 
If they're real cheap, well, then great. Yeah. Right? Then let them learn that way. Just, wa- just watch the video yourself then. <laughs> but, you know, I guess my fear is we're, we're, we're now turning um, to AI, to, to this database um, for answers. And there's a time and a place for it. It is okay to use it, and I want to be loud in that as well. It's okay to use it, but you will have people that start relying on that as their old wise man. Right. And, and it, that isn't. To, it isn't. And that to me is scary, and it's yeah. getting scary. And I want to encourage any man, any woman today that is going through this life and, and learning and, and trying to be better and get better and, and to be um, as mature as you can um, – if you're doing that, when when people turn to you for help, please help. Yeah, I mean that that's what keeps it from dying. Like uh, we have to be ready. I I have been around the older generation, um, and there's been times where you ask those questions and they don't speak. Yeah, they don't give you that information, and I don't know why. And that's not what this is for. But well, um, and it could be a little bit of well, what am I needed for anymore? Like. Uh, these kids don't need to come. I don't need to teach them anything. They don't need to come seek me. They can. They have everything at their fingertips, and so there could be a little, almost uh, a sense of bitterness there. Well, I just thought of this. You have companies that are firing the old wise man. That's been happening for decades, right? Now. Yeah, because it is either replacing them with technology that does their job, or bringing in bringing in people that are going to do the job for less with less wisdom, um, because they don't have the wisdom, so they don't have to pay them for it. Right. In the, in the name of the dollar. Um, do you think there's a, a, maybe a convenience factor here? Cause I'm going to fall into this. There are times when I probably should, and maybe sometimes want to seek the guidance of a wise old man for a particular skill or, or life decision, but it is a whole lot easier. And maybe I don't have to be as humble. I, I don't have to lose my pride to sit at home where nobody knows what I'm Googling and sit there and watch a YouTube video or, or read a, a blog about what I'm wanting to learn, even though I know in the back of my mind I need to take it with a grain of salt because it isn't necessarily coming from the best source, which I believe is someone who has lived more years and done this more times than anybody else. I definitely fall into that. I don't seek the guidance of wise old people like I used to. I don't um, because everything is right at my fingertips. And and maybe I need to be more diligent uh, going forward in my years to seek those people. Well, there's a difference in in theory and in practice. And so when it is okay to sit at home and to watch all the YouTube videos on whatever it is, I've learned a lot through watching YouTube videos um, from all the plumbing into my house, to electrical, whatever it is, I've learned a that's lot. That's why I always have to plunge at your house. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but in that's all in theory. And so you're going to have to take it to the next step, which is in practice to truly know it. And and, yeah. and then from there you get your wisdom as, as you go through that journey and experience it. Well, that's a perfect example what I was talking about, fleshing out an animal hide. Yep. I could have taken my tools and what I learned from YouTube, and I could have done it, and I could have got it done, but if I had taken that hide to the man that I learned it from, he'd have laughed at me. <laughs> because he knows you could do it better. Better. Yeah. And that's what we want is growth. With, the, yeah. Uh, the best. Why not, why not seek the best? Seek the best. Let's yeah. not be complacent with just getting it done and being okay. Yeah. I mean, excellence 
is a good thing to strive for. It, it really, really is. I think, but yeah, I think that goes the, back to some of those elder qualifications yes, that I read. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Excellent. But in practice versus in theory, I'm, for all the kids out there listening, it is okay to watch YouTube and to learn from that. But you're going to have to go put it in practice. And as you're doing it in practice, if you can find someone that's already done it and knows how, you will you will be closer to excellence in that. Yeah, you will plus, learn it better and faster. Yeah, and then yeah. plus, who are you going to call when you're putting it in practice when things aren't right, aren't right. going right, you can't figure it out, YouTube isn't helping you? Those are the men and women that uh, that are there for you. Find find those was what I'm trying to say and, and keep them. Um, they have experienced so much more than you have, and I believe that's rapid, that's that exponential growth when you're already with someone that uh, has more wisdom than you. So we've kind of established that maybe there are areas and there there is some truth to that there isn't quite the need for the wise old man like there used to be. Is there anything in this life that you cannot go to YouTube for that the wise old man or the wise old woman is completely irreplaceable for that sense of knowledge and wisdom? So from my experience today, you know, when when something goes down with the computer, something's wrong with the computer, something's wrong with the cell phone, um, something's wrong with the landline or the Xbox or the whatever, it's usually the older generation that calls the younger generation for help. Right. And you'll find that they're not they're not turning to YouTube or they don't know how to get to YouTube. And so they, th- they, they understand, well, the younger generation knows how to use this stuff. And on the flip side, I think the older generation has lost this, not respect, but this, um, I can turn to you for help because they're, they're, they haven't kept up with the technology. They're, they're not right. keeping up with it. So for them, for the older generation, they are limiting themselves. And there is a limit to how much wisdom they have in regards to the technology world. And so you can't look that up because they don't know how, right? Then you have the youth, that's all they're doing is looking it up and bypassing the people that probably have even a better answer that's next door to you or, or right. living in the same house. So maybe vice versa. Maybe maybe the wise old folks are not looking down Could be. at the youth with the right perspective and, and, and we aren't looking the other direction with Absolutely. the right perspective and, and finding a common ground there could help. But what you asked me that question though, and I'll, I'll answer it at the end of of what I just shared there. So, you know, I can't turn to YouTube and ask it, what does my wife need me um, to give her for happiness? Like, what does my wife need from me as a man? It's going to give you all kinds of answers. But as the man, I need to know my wife. That, that, That search engine has no idea what truly brings my wife happiness, you know, and then there's all the languages of love and, and all those books and all of that, but it doesn't know my wife. And so it's important for me, uh, to, to talk to my wife, to have a relationship with my wife or my friend, whoever it is, that is going to be a limiting factor of the AI. It isn't going to know the people. Now people will say, well, marketing is tracking your marketing is tracking what they're buying. I'm not even referring to that. I'm talking about, I understand I know my, I've been married, I've experienced my wife long enough that when I see that she's cleaned the house, I better tell her thank you because (laughs) that's really what she needs. Yeah. I can't, I can't search that in AI. 
Uh, you're not going to find it. Th- those relationship aspects, um, they have to be experienced. You have to live life. You have to let time pass. You have to be aware of those people around you to, to obtain that kind of wisdom. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Truth there. Well, let me pose this idea for you. And this, I believe, is an area that people who have walked this earth, in particular, in a relationship with Jesus Christ for a long time, they have a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge, um, and, and they know how to apply it, that there is no, there's no technology, there's no computer, there's no AI, there is nothing that can touch this. And I believe it's God's design, and I believe that we can have the most advanced advanced ever for the in, until Jesus comes back, and we'll never be able to touch this area. And that is walking with the Lord. Yes. Chat, YouTube, Google, nothing can swap out for the experience of someone who has walked with the Lord for 30, 40, 50, 60, 70 years. Those people are on this earth. And there is a process that happens. The, the first thing that happens when you acknowledge, you know what, I'm bad and I'm destined for hell. Like I've, I've broke the law. And I need Jesus. I need somebody to pay my fine. Once you acknowledge that and say, Jesus, you are the Lord of my life, immediately you have justification. There isn't a process. That process doesn't go on for a long time. Like you are justified by Christ's blood right then. But there's another process called sanctification, which is the process of becoming more like Jesus, the process of becoming more holy. You do not have to do that to be justified. It is a byproduct of the justification. Mm-hmm. And a wise old person, 80, 90 years old, who has walked with the Lord for a long, long time, they have experienced the Holy Spirit. They have read the Word. They have experienced church. They have experienced change. And there is no Google search that you are going to go to to ask about that process. You cannot speed up. You're 38 years old. You can't get 50 years. If you go to somebody that's 88 years old, you cannot get 50 years of walking with the Lord except for someone who has done it. And they are going to share things with you and perspectives with you and experiences and their relationship with God that is going to further your relationship with God. And that is the only way to get it. And I think that is the most important part of this message today. Um, Fast forwarding, let's, let's jump into the future. We will be in a day that this database is connected to our brains. It's it's already here. If you don't know it, look, check it out. It's You already have, uh, we, are, we already have the It won't be connected to mine. Well, that's good. That's good. <laughs> but it, it will to mankind, and they will have access, instant access to the whole database, all the knowledge and information. But remember, though, there will still be limiting factors. There's, there's, there's still going to be things that um, you will want to turn to a wise man for, um, because IT or IT <laughs> AI, um, I believe, will start leading people astray, and that's the point of it, and that's why yeah. it's here. And so, use it for for God's good and glory um, while we can, but um, be cautious in completely putting your whole faith and trust in technology. Yeah, um, I can't definitely yell that loud enough. definitely proceed with caution for sure. Yeah, I just want to encourage everybody watching or listening today. Whether you're looking to get better at an outdoor activity or skill that you love, whether maybe it's fly fishing, maybe it, I don't know why that just came up. Where I learned to fly cast and really got better at fly casting and fly fishing was from 
men that are were in their 80s right and honestly they they weren't able to they weren't able to even fully do what they were talking about but they had done it for decades and i learned so much from them that even watching the best fly casters in the world that have written books and done lectures after lecture i watched their youtube videos that's how i first learned how to cast a fly rod was watching videos but what i learned from them standing beside the stream from these men who had done it for years and years it it jumped my level so fast. I'm talking in minutes because yeah. I was right there with them. Yeah. That's crazy that that just came came to my mind. I want to add example. to that real, real fast here. So what I'm identifying in this moment is that as we obtain more skill um, through the experiences, I do believe we, we become more comfortable in whatever it is. And so then the question I had as you were sharing that is where does comfort come from? Mm-hmm. And it reminds me... <laughs> Scripture makes it very clear that that when Jesus left, he left us a Holy Spirit. And that Holy Spirit, he said, would be your helper, helper, your comforter. And so comfort isn't bad. It isn't a bad thing. It's just not his goal. His it's, goal is your holiness. Absolutely. Not your comfort. But in when we learn those things, you are now more comfortable to go out and do it. And I believe that when you become so comfortable in whatever skill it is, now you need to become uncomfortable and start teaching it. Yeah, that's where the next growth yeah. starts taking place because we do have wise old men that aren't teaching anymore, and that's I, th- I think that's that hurts our culture. It hurts our men. It's you have women that aren't teaching uh, the girls with the, the information knowledge they have, and so when you become to get comfortable in whatever it is that you're doing, um, you've maybe going. reached that that point, that highest point. Now it's time to make yourself uncomfortable and start really teaching it to to the youth. I think. And I, I want to elaborate, mm-hmm. set up a scenario here. Um, what's what's a skill that you've learned, would like to pass on, or maybe one that you would like to seek an old man for, uh, a hands-on skill? Uh, a hands-on skill is um, um, plant identification in the field. Like, okay. Not through a book, being <clears throat> out and being identified every plant around me. Okay. I, I'm not, I am not there yet. I'm I was going to say, I don't, that, that might... Apply. Yeah. I, well, here's another one that I'm not very good at is um, sharpening knives. Okay. There are devices that you can buy now, but just a wet, just a stone. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not very good at Perfect. That's a perfect okay. one. I, right. I can elaborate with that one. So you want to get better at sharpening knives. Yes. And if you've ever been around an old man that just has a wet stone and sharpens a knife, it is the sharpest blade yeah. you will ever see in your life. Yeah. <laughs> Sharper than the factory edge <laughs> that you get, for sure. It is right. so sharp. Um, awesome skill. You want to get better at that. Let's say you decide, um, let's say, we'll say your grandpa, super, super good at it, but you never get the humbleness to make the time to go ask him and to sit down on a rainy day and have him show you how to do that. You decide, you know what? I can learn this from YouTube. And you do. You go ahead and you learn it from YouTube. You get some stones and you're okay at it. But there's just two or three, we'll call them nuances or little pieces of information. You just can't quite ever get it like your grandpa got it. He passes away. He takes those things with him. He never passed them to you because you never asked. You never made that time to go. He took it with him. It isn't online. You're never going to find it in a book. You're never going to find it in a video. It's gone. Yeah. It is gone. That's sad. Now, whatever you pass on, is a little bit less than what he had. Mm-hmm. And if we do that generation after generation of relying on technology and not seeking 
or maybe we're in the position the other side we don't share. It is a possibility that generationally we get more foolish and maybe I'll use the word more dumb. Well, I, I will end with this, that we have seen that and we are seeing that. The, okay. The outdoors man and the outdoors woman, which they're all the same, but the outdoors, the outdoorsman, those skills have been lost. And I, I do believe there's an awakening of people wanting to start learning them more and more and more. Um, you know, it's, it's happened. We get, we get men that come out and say, you know what, my, my dad didn't teach me this and I want to, I want to teach my kids this. Where do mm-hmm. I go? What do I do? Yeah. So it has, mm-hmm. it has been lost because of exactly what you're saying. And I, but I think now is the time that we can, we can bring that back. Yeah. So let, let's wrap it up with that. Let's wrap it up with encouraging to seek out wisdom, whether it be um, in the sanctification process, the, the process of having a relationship with Jesus. Maybe it's getting saved and gaining that salvation. Seek someone older and more wise than you. Maybe it is just a skill in the outdoor world. Maybe it's, it's a, whole new, <laughs> a whole new hobby in the outdoor world. Seek someone older and wiser than you. Even if you already have that skill, I promise you there is something that they can teach you. And they may even ask you to teach them something, and you guys can both grow together. But relationship, at the end of the day, is the bottom line, and you cannot use technology to replace relationship. It is impossible. It will never happen. So please be diligent, be humble, and seeking guidance from a wiser old person. And if you have knowledge and somebody wants it, please share it. If we, Meant to Be Outdoors, Ben and Brian, can be of help in any way, please reach out to us. If you're one of those people, you're like, man, I didn't get past, I didn't seek it out, but now's the time. There's any way we can point you in the right direction to the right person, or maybe we can be that person for you. Outdoors at gmail.com. You can email us anytime. We'll answer back as fast as we can get it. Uh, You can also direct message us on Instagram or Facebook. Thank you so much for watching or listening today. Uh, If you're on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Share with somebody else. I think our our goal, our new goal is going to be 100 subscribers. We just started the YouTube. This is like our fifth or our sixth episode up. Uh, We would love to get up to that 100 um, and just keep seeing it grow. That's the best way to do it is for people to share. So please do that. Thank you to everybody that listens um, on the podcast platforms. A great way to support us is to leave us a review, hit the automatic download and subscribe button on there as well. We will be back next week with a brand new episode, and we hope that between now and that time that you remember you are meant to be outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.